When it comes to getting out from under a bad habit, the tendency is to replace one with another. Mm -hmm. There are many people who years ago, and this happened to my mom, she replaced smoking with eating. Right. You want to make sure that you replace smoking with maybe yoga. Yes. You know, something that's going to benefit you because the easy thing is to say, okay, what other thing that's terrible for me now can I become obsessed with? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Do yoga like Brian. He loves his yoga. Sometimes I walk in, he's doing a downward dog. I'm like, you go, Mohan. You go. But I say, no, it's not the downward dog. I'm throwing my back out again. Oh, help me. Help me. I'm not saying namaste. I'm saying, Here we are again, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian, episode 93. Courtney Kelly is a mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime mental health patient. And one would think, coming off of the winter, we talk about the seasonal affective Mm -hmm. disorder, how that depresses a lot of people. Spring, a new beginning. Things are staying lighter out later. Mm -hmm. You've got the good weather. You'd think everybody would be in a good mood, but not necessarily. And perhaps we might have to do a little bit of spring cleaning emotionally to get us where we need to be. Well, it's really interesting. I do have clients who do struggle in between seasons. When the season changes, it can affect people who have mood disorders. So it's something that we watch out for. We also watch out for things that we've talked about before, like anniversaries of loss and different things like that. But yeah, the change of seasons can be difficult, but I didn't realize to the extent what springtime for some people can be very difficult. And I guess they call it the spring blues. We don't usually associate it with that, but it's a rare type of seasonal affective disorder that can happen late in the spring and early in the summer where it increases depression. There's also studies that show there's an increase in suicide ideation as well and suicide attempts. This is something that I think is important to shine a light on. There's a couple things going on. So for some people, there's a high expectation. This can happen too. In the wintertime, people who are not very social or just want to go to ground, as one of my friends calls it, just hang out and stay in the house and that kind of thing, it's more acceptable in the wintertime. So Mm -hmm. sometimes people can actually feel a little bit better because they don't have all these social expectations on them. But in the springtime, especially people who struggle with social anxiety and mood disorders, they feel a pressure to get out there. And especially now after everything we've gone through, people, oh, let's get out. Let's go see people. Let's do this. And I think that adds a layer on too of anxiety and depression as well. And here's another extra component. And I think it might be at an all time high this year. You Mm -hmm. and I were earlier discussing this on this morning's show, which is this. A lot of times when the spring and summer come, we start getting excited because because of the warmer weather, oh, let's take that family trip, mm-hmm. let's do that getaway. Given the fact that inflation is so far through the roof, the fuel prices yeah. are going like gangbusters. They're not going to get better anytime soon. Never mind driving. What about the jet fuel? Mm-hmm. Some people are saying, oh no, financially, I'm not going to be able to get that done. And we've said, if you have nothing to look forward to, yeah. that can often trigger depression itself. Mm-hmm. Never mind what's going on in the world right now, the videos that we're seeing from the Ukraine, this might really be a spring to keep an eye on, especially in your profession. And keep an eye on each other. So this is something a lot of people will not be affected by this, but a lot of people will be having some symptoms and keep a watch on people. So like I said, we have the mood disorders going on. We have allergy season, which actually Mm -hmm. can also trigger anxiety in people, which that blew my mind. I know when I get allergies. If you haven't bad enough, I get it. Yeah, I get bad allergies and I get really low energy for a Mm -hmm. while. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't get more 
motivated to do anything and I'm really tired, but it can trigger the release of anxiety producing chemicals. So we have to watch out for that. But like you said, there's also a lot of stuff going on that can affect people. And some people are just affected because this is the change of season. And just because when you have certain mood disorders, you are affected, it doesn't matter if there's other things going on around you. But yeah, definitely these stressors and these things that we're worried about are affecting us. And even when you think things are getting better, mm-hmm. I was all worried about the Major League Baseball lockout. And I said, oh, yeah. oh, thank God, I don't have to be depressed about that. But now the Red Sox aren't making any moves and Chris Sale cracked a rib. Oh, I'm boy. right back down where I was before. <laughs> now I got to pull you back up again, Brian. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about what my NCAA <laughs> brackets already look like. So I think for all of these reasons, I think it's really important for us to be mindful and take a look at some of our habits, the things we're doing every day, what our routine is. Are we nourishing our minds with good things? We have to put in extra effort when things are getting more challenging. And like I said, for some people, it's going to be easy. Oh, they feel the sunshine. They can get outside. They feel it's going to give them that extra boost. But let's not assume that that happens for everyone. Mm -hmm. So maybe we have to pull that friend outside for a little bit. We have to give some extra encouragement to someone and just be aware and have this be on our radar. But we definitely need to look at some ways of spring cleaning our mental health. I think that's an important thing to look at. Much like at my own home, can I hire a team, a spring cleaning team to do that for me? (laughs) Well, it's funny because there was something in our show prep that caught my eye too. And it makes a lot of sense. When you have things in order at your house and you have less clutter, you actually have less mental health stuff going on. You're emotionally more stable is what they're saying. A lot of people are reporting they just feel better when they have everything in line. And I know when I go home and there's a sink full of dishes and things are a mess and the dog is like looking at me and making a mess of things, then I get like, ah, you get that anxiety feeling. Well, that's about proactivity and not procrastinating. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the mental health spring cleaning, I think it's easy to put that off. But in the long run and in the big picture, the more that you do put it off, the worse off you're going to be. Mm -hmm. It's better to just kind of tear the Band-Aid right off and get right to it. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. When I think for you, are there certain things like at your house that you feel there's clutter that you walk by and you actually can feel that anxiety when you walk by it? Like something that needs to be done? Oh, I hope my wife's not listening. (laughs) Oh, no! Normally, (laughs) the things that get to me because of my OCD, Mm -hmm. I keep my stuff in order. But when I walk by things, let's just say that belong to other residents of the abode, (laughs) and I've asked them six, seven, eight times to Mm -hmm. take care of something and they don't, that's where things start to ramp up for me. Mm. And that's just more about living with other people. But as we've said in the past, we have to remind ourselves, I'd rather have them, the people I love and Mm -hmm. the clutter than to be alone and not have them because that would give me an even bigger reason to be upset. And I don't want to make anybody upset who is alone. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. But what I'm trying to say in another way is you always have to look for the positive in your situation Mm -hmm. or to make the best of it, whether you're alone, whether you're with somebody else. It's always easy to gravitate toward the negative. And as you said, that's how the human brain is wired. Yeah, yeah. But that's a way to get out of it. That's a way to spring clean that area of your mind. Exactly, is to check yourself on that and also look at what you're grateful for in the bigger picture and also what you can control. Mm -hmm. So I have clients who, and I have friends who do it, and I'm sure I've done it too, where they'll start focusing on things outside of them, like other people that are driving them nuts or certain habits that other people have. And I'll have to pull them back and say, okay, so if you took this energy and put it toward what is it that you're not doing or what you're not looking at that you do have control over? Because we all get stuck in that. Like if this person would just do this, it would make my life easier. But maybe there's something we need to look at 
that so that we have control over it, that we can make things a little bit better for ourselves. I've had friends who've gotten into that habit of pinning it on someone else. <laughs> and then I say, hey, let's take back the responsibility on some things. Right. But yeah, so that's something that we do work on in therapy. If I do want to pin something on myself, I did just think of something. And I am all about OCD and proactivity. But this year especially, I don't know what it is. I find myself putting off getting my tax stuff together. Oh, and yeah. it's really not good for my OCD because I'm looking at the calendar and I'm like, I have less than a month. I got to get this done. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) I have sticky notes all over my house that says taxes. Do your taxes. I keep forgetting. Coping on the couch with (laughs) Courtney and Merrill Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) We need to bring somebody in. But the thing is, it's making me feel worse. So I really should Mm. do it. And it is so not like me, but it is an added stress that I definitely need to address so I can calm down about it. And that could be a thing too, where you would say, okay, let me just sit down. I don't know what your ritual is with it. But for me, I know it's let's open up the computer. Let me get the passwords out. Because you start thinking about what a pain it is to sit down and do your taxes. Mm-hmm. I sit there and go, am I going to find the password? Am I going to have to reset it? Did my husband give me his paper? Like, what's happening? So, it's a combination of the monotony yeah. and am I going to get a refund? <laughs> or how much am I going to owe Uncle Sam? Because I'm already paying, as I said, this much for gas, right. this much for everything else due to inflation. When you're talking about money now, subconsciously, yeah. maybe that's why I'm putting it off. That might be why you're putting it off. And that's a great example of sitting down and saying, okay, what's my block here? What is it that I don't want to deal with? And how can I ease myself into it? And just tell myself, listen, I don't have to do the whole thing in one sitting. You might end up doing it in one sitting, but you don't have to. Maybe I set it up, I open it up, I enter some of my information and I save it or however you want to do, or I call and make the appointment if that's the next step. But breaking it down into doable tasks so you don't feel like it's so overwhelming that you have to do the whole thing and drag everything out all at once, or just start to put your piles together of the information you need. Sometimes calling and making the appointment, doing that as the first thing, Mm -hmm. that sets a deadline for you and that pressures you into doing it. So that might not be a bad thing. Or you can just piss off your accountant and say, can we reschedule for a seventh time here on April 13th? Showing up. Yeah, exactly. But it is. That's one of those big things right now for springtime. Some people get it done in January. They're so excited. They're getting all this money back. That's not ever been my case (laughs) since I've married my husband because he had his own business for years. So we ended up owing money. We were on the payment plans, the whole bit. So to me, it was like, oh my gosh, didn't want to do it. becomes this too. I can't believe it's been a year already. Yes, yes. So really for anything, if you're walking through your house and you see certain areas of clutter, or I had a client who wanted to take her bedroom back. She had an exercise bike with clothes on it. She had like little piles of clutter and stuff. And she really wanted to make a space for exercise and for things that she wanted to do and put up some positive things and some different things that would inspire her. So we talked about that and to break it down into 10 minute increments to just go in, start tackling the closet, start tackling some of the clothes, making it doable. And also think about what the reward is that you're going to get on the other side of it. Really visualize, okay, how do I want this space to be? And if I can get rid of some of this stuff, then what kind of good energy am I bringing in? You don't know how affected you are by your space until you clean it. (laughs) And then you keep walking by and go, wow, that's awesome. It looks great. Like you feel so good. I think we get numb to it after a while when we live with certain things. And so this gives you an opportunity to really visualize it. And once you start on that journey, you start to feel like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? Is it bad that when you said she wanted to take her bedroom back, the first thing I thought was, oh, she must be one of those keys in the goldfish bowl people. Ah! 
oh, that no. we talked about last week. <laughs> All right, everybody out. <laughs> no, Brian, no. But we have our sacred spaces and we need that. That's great for our mental health. We need that downtime. We need a space that we just go in. Like when you go in your room, I know you like it dark, you like it cool, but 75 blankets. So that's another story. Uh, hey, look, I am the mental health patient. We made that very clear. Right. But you like it a certain way and that gives you comfort and that makes you feel good. And so you want to upkeep certain spaces because we work hard and we get stressed and we need a space to just relax. And in terms of the spring cleaning, be it a physical one, your bedroom mm-hmm. or an emotional one, when you do pass by that bedroom and you see it, you get this rush of adrenaline, this sense of accomplishment, yes. this pride, mm-hmm. look what I did. And that will distract you from maybe whatever else is bothering you. Yeah, exactly. It makes you feel good. And also, like they say with the bedroom, to take the stressors out of it. So don't use your laptop in your bed or doing certain activities in there. Just have it for like that calming place. And if you don't have that, find another place in your house. Even if it's where you sit, have some books that inspire you. Have something that you look at that gives you a good feeling. The stressors that I take out of my bedroom, that would be my wife's marital aids. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I don't need you, Brian. You can stay in the den. I'm good. Does that stress you out, sir? Oh my goodness. It's physical stuff around you to do that spring cleaning and it helps you with your mental health. But also there's habits that we should be doing for our mental health to help us to get rid of that junk in our heads. And one of the things is dropping some bad habits or getting rid of things that don't serve us anymore. Because I'll ask my clients, what do you want more of? What do you want less of? Let's define this. Sometimes we hold on to things that no longer serve us or they're just not us anymore. Maybe it's something from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or something like that, an old habit or an old thought process or whatever it is, something that doesn't serve us anymore. We're like, hey, wait a minute, let me just kick that to the curb. I'd like to kick some of my husband's bad habits to the curb. (laughs) And if he doesn't, he'll get kicked to the curb if he keeps it up. We can all think about bad habits or things that don't serve other people, but sometimes we have to take a pause and take that responsibility and shine a light on the thing that doesn't serve us anymore. And to get rid of something like that, a bad habit that you have, that's really all about personal growth. Mm -hmm. And that's something else that would also give you a sense of accomplishment in that same adrenaline rush. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be easier than you think. I mean, there's a lot of books on how to create new habits. And a lot of times when we drop an old habit, we want to create a good, healthy new one. And we can bring that in and connect it to something that we already do. So say I had a client who wanted to have more positivity in her day and she's starting her day and she's already having that anxiety and that dread. So with her morning coffee, which she does every single day at the same time, it's already an ingrained habit. You connect another habit to it that you'll remember because now it's with the other habit that you do so well. And it was to sit down with the phone and read through positive affirmations. So you can go online and you can get them text to you daily, something like that. That could just be a small reminder, something that can help you to continue to grow and to think and to get your mindset. I think that a lot of times we all just live on automatic pilot. Like I say, days go by for me so fast, I can't even keep track. And I know it annoys you, but when you're like, how does that go by so fast? To me, it's absolute drudgery. It is so fast that I go, I can't believe it's Friday again. Like, what have I done to move forward on whatever personal goal or this or that? That's why I have so many things that are just automatic because they have to be, because it takes a lot of energy to stop and to have to think about things. So if you make it automatic, routine, that's awesome. However, the 
downside to that is sometimes you're making automatic bad habits too, and you're not questioning them. And when it comes to getting out from under a bad habit, the tendency is to replace one with another. Mm-hmm. There are many people who years ago, and this happened to my mom, she replaced smoking with eating. Right. And you want to make sure that you replace smoking with maybe yoga. Yes. You know, something right. that's going to benefit you because the easy thing is to say, okay, what other thing that's terrible for me now can I become obsessed with? <laughs> right, exactly. Do yoga like Brian. He loves his yoga. Sometimes I walk <laughs> in, he's doing a downward dog. I'm like, you go, Mohan, you go. But <laughs> I say, no, it's not the downward dog. I'm throwing my back out again. <laughs> oh, help me, help me. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Do some deep breathing, some relaxation, some mindfulness, some meditation. I'm not saying namaste. I'm saying <laughs> Help me up. Help me up. <laughs> so you make a great point. We do usually tend to add another habit for a habit, make it a more healthy habit and really just stop and think, well, what else can I do? Like I know for me, it's really tough in the afternoon because if I'm working from home, I say, oh, let me just have a little bit of chocolate. Let me just have a little snack to get me through the rest of the day. I'll make a nice cup of tea and have like half a candy bar. Like I had to stop and say, okay, wait a minute. You want a little something? How about some oranges? That's another thing they say is put things out in front of you instead of like the cookies and all of that. Put those away. Put like a fruit bowl out in front of you. Put things like that. (laughs) Your face cracks me up when I talk sometimes. Because I just picture myself sitting in front of a cookie jar and I'm hearing the song, I will remember you. Little Sarah McLaughlin actually. You know what I'm saying? The one tear. I want my cookies. Will you remember me? And I swear Little Debbie, the mascot with her one tear. I swear it works though because I will have still cookies and snacks in the house. But if I put them away and they're not in my view all the time, then I'll be more likely to pick something healthier. So I've learned that certain times I need to do that in the afternoon because I will just be snacking it up, Brian. As opposed to me putting on my dry erase board, (laughs) R.I.P. Twinkie the Kid. (laughs) So sad. So sad for Hostess. What are they going to (laughs) do? Exactly. But another thing I wanted to mention too, and you had talked about this, adding in more positivity, but letting go of drama Mm. and negativity and some of that energy that is just not serving you and maybe some of the toxicity of people around you too, maybe limiting some of the time that you are with certain people. Well, this is where too, you said it's springtime, people getting back out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not always ideal if you're not running with the right crowd. Suddenly (laughs) you're coming out of isolation and then you've got these people who for whatever reason are bringing the drama and tearing you down. Right. Limit some of the people if you can, if you are someone who is trying to help someone and you really want to stick with that, but yet really check in with yourself and say, okay, how much time can I give this person? And look for other positive supports and say, oh, maybe I can hang out with them. I can go out to dinner. We can do other things. But maybe with the people who are draining your energy, you spend less time and very time limited. And so that's important to have those good boundaries and to check in with yourself as to how you're feeling. I see what you're saying. Turn the tables. Be somebody else's pain in the (laughs) (laughs) Be that person that they don't want to hang out with. (laughs) But it's important to check in with yourself about that because it does affect you. And a lot of times we don't realize it until we're laying on the couch and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so drained. I'm not motivated. What's the matter with me? Well, maybe you've been hanging out with people who just sucked your energy or they're just not serving you. you got to look around and say, I used to say this. What do they say? If you want to soar with the eagles, don't chill with the chickens. It's something like that. That's what (laughs) I say. And it's nothing wrong with the chickens. There's nothing wrong with the eagles. But if you want to do something different in your life, you need to surround yourself by people who are going to help give you that pull up, that 
that are going to inspire you. And sometimes people are chilling with people who are like, ah, you can't do that. What's the point? Come listen to my story and don't try to do something better for yourself. And you know what? They're stuck in their stuff. So you have to really be careful about where you're spending your time and listen to yourself. If there's something you really want to do, listen to yourself and start to take yourself seriously. Sometimes it's so difficult to turn your back on an old friend and especially family. And when you have manipulative family, somebody Mm -hmm. who's going to say blood is thicker than water and all that other stuff, there have been numerous instances within which I've had to tell people to walk away. And it was very difficult for them, but almost every single time it has done wonders for their health and well-being. And I'm not saying run at the first sign of trouble anytime your brother upsets you or whatever, an in-law. But when it starts to become a pattern and it is impacting you from a mental health perspective, Mm -hmm. you just have to realize where that line is and make that tough decision. And it is tough. It's really hard. But yeah, you're right. You have to have your own supports too. And even when people say, well, I don't want to talk about this with other people, you don't even have to do that. But just have supports that you can go do something else with. (laughs) Like even if you don't want to talk about the drama that you're dealing with or whatever, you can just go and have some fun and just release yourself from all of that stuff so that you can at least find some kind of balance until you can get yourself to really have some stronger limits. And we all go through that. We all have times in our life where people are having other issues and dragging us into it. But it's really being aware of that and the effect that it's having on you. And that's part of that good spring cleaning to notice, you know what, maybe that friend or that relative or something, I need to really put a check on how much I'm spending time with them. And speaking of that seasonal change, take advantage of that good weather. Mm -hmm. We just saw an article yesterday that said something as simple as yard work can add years to your life. You just do like 30 minutes of it a week. Mm -hmm. The health benefits, not only mentally, but physically as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to let you take all the benefits of yard work because I hate (laughs) yard work. I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, (laughs) I'm not the one who married you, okay? (laughs) I tell Mike, he knows. He does the outside, I do the inside. He did have me out there one time with the gravel, not the gravel, what do you call it? The pea rock, the pea stone. That's what it's called. And I got like a whole bunch of it and I had to like spread it around. He goes, you're really going to do this? I go, yeah, I'm going to do it. Well, halfway through, I was like, I'd like to quit, please. This is terrible. You don't have a quit. Just do an unbelievably (laughs) shitty job and he'll send you back into the house. I really did try (laughs) to do a bad job. I can't stand yard work, but yes, it is true that and I'll do the house cleaning, but it is getting outside and enjoying that time. Yeah. When I do the leaves and stuff like that, sometimes it's like, all right, the weather, it's okay. Just finding something that it doesn't have to be going to the gym or exercising like that per se, but keeping yourself busy with stuff. That's why people love gardening. Let me give you a perfect example. And this is a shameless plug, but I'm an endorser for Moriarty's Fence Company. And I can't even tell you the amount of fun I have because I have the invisible fence brand around my backyard to let my dog out and just see him running around, throw the ball around with him, run around with him. Even that work works wonders for your mental health. That's the whole point of a pet too, Mm -hmm. to have those good times. And look, the pet is getting exercise. You can address maybe potential obesity in an animal Mm -hmm. and maybe some of your own. If you get out there, you get active and you have that good time. Go outside, play with the kids. Do whatever. Just shake it up and do something different. I need an invisible fence for the kids, but (laughs) maybe one day. And sometimes you have to push yourself, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, you initially might be like, I don't feel like it. But I tell people you have to do something to feel better, not always just feel better to want to do something. Sometimes you have to 
push yourself and be like, all right, and make that habit. It's like walking your dog. I have to walk the dog. Sometimes it's in bad weather, but it's just automatic now. It's such a habit. It's like, all right, let's go. And a lot of times, even if it's cold out, I feel invigorated. We come in, we're excited. He gets his bones. He's very happy. (laughs) He settles down. It's really important to stay active. And especially like you said, with the kiddos and the pets. The other thing I wanted to mention is picking up a new hobby. That's great for your brain too, because you're thinking in different ways. You're doing different activities and that can help you. Wordle. As well. <laughs> like Wordle. I don't know if you're obsessed with Wordle. Oh, a lot of believe people you are. me, I'm not obsessed with Wordle. <laughs> Some people are. What's the opposite of being obsessed with <laughs> yeah, Wordle? Exactly. It's like, oh. And the other thing too is to remember gratitude. Thinking about the things that you do have. Simple things. It could be like, I'm grateful for the delicious breakfast I had this morning. I'm grateful for the person who walked by me and smiled. You can be grateful for the smallest of things and that will help you to prime your brain to look for more things that are positive that you're grateful for. That can help us to counteract some of that negativity bias that we have where we're always seeking out and looking for problems so we can fix them. That is adaptable. It helps us survive, but it doesn't help us to be happy all the time. So looking and seeking out what you're grateful for, what is working out, this is a really good thing for your brain. Well, for as much as I'd love to continue this conversation, Courtney has started poking me with her garden weasel. Apparently, (laughs) it's time to do some spring cleaning over at the Kelly household. And I'm going to be supervising. (laughs) Brian, get over there. (laughs) Brian, you are the garden weasel. Uh, Courtney, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Absolutely. You can always email me, wellness at wctk.com. You can always go to our website too, catcountry.com. We have great resources on the wellness 411 page. You should check that out. Don't forget about the socials at Cat Country Mornings on almost every single page you can find. We have individual pages, Courtney with a C, Kelly E-Y, sometimes Bedard, Brian with an I, Mulhern H-E-R-N. Also, don't forget to tell your friends about Mm -hmm. this podcast. Let them know they can get it at Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can get it on your smart devices. We are everywhere. Just use the Google. You can find us that way as well. Well, as I apply some sunscreen so I can get out in that (laughs) freaking yard and take care of whatever's going on there for Courtney, I will thank all of you for listening as we continue to march toward episode 100. Mm-hmm. We got 94 next week, Courtney. I'm counting down to cake. <laughs> Cake's coming soon, right? I was promised a cake. Wait a minute. What about that bowl of oranges? I guess that was a load of crap. <laughs> I get cake. I've been eating too many oranges. <laughs> I'm getting cold sores over here. I want diabetes. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for tuning in. <laughs> Go eat the cake before Courtney can get at it. Thanks for listening to Coming on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Uh, thank you. I want to talk about me. Tell me